In the near future, a world leader will use a global economic sanctioning system to force the world to conform to his edicts. The system is being established right now. And we will analyze a portion of this structure on today's edition of The End Time Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The End Time Show. Most of you would know Revelation 13, 16 through 17. By now, we should be able to quote it in our sleep, right? The Bible says, And He causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Ah, oh, we don't like to talk about it. The mark of the beast. Well, you know that in the very near future, the Antichrist is going to take over a world governing body and he's going to use an economic sanctioning system to force people into compliance, to worship him, to pledge allegiance to him. And those that do not want to do so, he's going to make it so you can't buy or sell. Now, again, this will not happen in every little corner of the earth. There are going to be people that resist him all the way throughout. But for most of the world, that's the way it's going to be. And you can see that happening today. Most of the world is aligning up with the world governing body, even our administration here in America. So, when we talk about precursors to this system that's coming. It's very ominous. But we don't teach prophecy as fear. So how are we going to get through all of this stuff? What are we going to do? We're just going to curl up in a ball and hope nothing affects us? No. The church is going to be marching straight forward in evangelism mode, teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God all the way to the end. So we're going to talk about both things. How, what's coming? And what are we going to do to get through it? Well, the World Economic Forum published an article titled Eight Predictions for the World in 2030. They published it back in November of 2016. The article and the accompanying video states this. All products will have become services. I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. We'll rent. Whatever you want, you'll rent. And you will own nothing, and you will be happy. It also goes on to say, the U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower. A handful of countries will dominate. That's very prophetic as well. It also says there, is, there will be a global price on carbon that will help make fossil fuels history. Polluters will have to pay... Uh, to pay to emit carbon dioxide. Now think about that. That's what you give off when you breathe out. But carbon tax and trade laws are wealth redistribution, which is socialism. It's one of the major planks of socialism. The video goes on to say we, are eat, we will eat much less meat. So, oh man, imagine that. 
The World Economic Forum is talking about that back in 2016, saying by 2030 we'll do all these things. But think about this. You'll own nothing and be happy. Everybody will be in apartment buildings. If you live in the DFW Metroplex, which this is all over the country, really, they're building apartments like you I've never seen in my life just for blocks and blocks and miles and miles of apartments. But here's the question. Will you own your money? Think about that. The truckers in Canada, they thought they owned their money and were in complete control, right? But remember when Canada's Prime Minister Trudeau, he froze the truckers' bank accounts, and, but those that still had some physical cash, they were able to function. But everybody that was on a digital, everybody that had their money in the bank, Canada was able to freeze their accounts. So imagine if all currencies were digital. I want to let that sink in because we're getting ready to go there, folks. Now, I don't know. There are a lot of people pushing back against that here in America, but most of the world is, getting, is headed straight for this direction. I mean, the Israeli Central Bank. Switzerland. I mean, it's all over the world. I talked to our class in Israel last Thursday about it, and they were shocked. They didn't know anything about it. I had old class of people. And they said, here in Israel, we're going to move off of the shekel, central bank digital currencies. They didn't know anything about it. But their central bank has already been looking into it and participating in cross-border pilot programs with the Bank for International Settlements. So again, my question Will we own our own money? What will we own if everything's digital and just created? You want a million dollars? Okay, bing, 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 couple taps on the computer. You've got a million dollars in your bank account. What do I really own? Can I grab a physical something and what do I have? But if it's all digital, then I can control every single thing you do. It's all about control. Soon, think about this. We will need permission. We will need to get permission to buy anything. Everything we do and everywhere we go will be monitored and recorded. And we will be... Now, again, I don't know if this is going to be fully implemented here in the United States. I don't. Because the United States is not mentioned in the world governing body in the end time. When I say we, I mean there will be... The majority of the world is going to be forced to buy what the government wants us to buy and we will be prevented from buying anything which it is, is not an approved purchase. A gas stove. No, you can't buy that. Think about this. Every decision, action, and movement will be regulated as our freedoms continue to be jeopardized by the installation of a total control system based on a central bank digital currency. Yes, we're going to talk about that again today because I'm, if you follow, I follow this stuff very, very closely. And they are wanting to push this here in the United States. There are governors who are standing against this and saying, no, not in my state. But if it's rolled out, that would be like them saying, if it's rolled out across the United States, that would be like them saying, no, we will not do dollar bills here. That's kind of what they're fighting. It's that big. And it will be sold. You say, well, are they going to come in and just grab, take control of our bank accounts and change everything? Well, no, they're going to try to sell it to you in the beginning. It's going to be sold as the answer to all of our economic catastrophes. Look at what's going on right now. 
inflation is rising. What if they told you that inflation would go down if you had a central bank digital currency? Think about this. We've got to think about it. What if they said the answer to inflation is central bank digital currencies? Look at all these banks that are, uh, go, that are um, going belly up and the government's having to bail them out and they've had bank runs. Imagine if they told you, hey, no more bank runs, no more recessions, and the list goes on and on. They're, they will soft sell you and say, hey, these are the solutions. Sounds great, don't it? Let's go on to the central bank digital currency system. I'm going to prove it to you after the break. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. So, Again, let me come back in right where I left off here and imagine if they told you that, hey, no more bank runs, no more recessions, no more uh, banks being able to fail. We'll just, we'll just put enough money in there and create it from nothing. It's all going to be digital anyway. Well, there's no gold backing any of it. And so these central bank digital currencies, this is the answer to all of our economic woes. What would you think? Inflation will go, it's just going to take a nosedive if we went on the central bank digital currency. A lot of people will say, yes, let's do it. Because they've already got you with uh, spending most of your purchases with a, a debit or a credit card, right? Anyway, you'd say, well, it's nothing really, anything's different. The problem is, folks, 
It's a soft sell. They're getting everybody to buy into it because they're going to be pushing a central bank digital currency. And this is one of the number one things that I'm seeing right now that's pointing us straight towards the mark of the beast. We do not, I, I don't want it here in America. So, let me prove it. China, the China Daily published an article, Central Bank Digital Currencies Are the Simplest Fix for Banking. This is what we're going to be, this is what the, how they're going to try to sell this. Last year, the Nobel Prize in Economics went to two economists who study the dynamics of bank runs as well as to former U.S. Federal Reserve Chair uh, Ben Bernanke for his work in analyzing how central banks have dealt with some of the history's worst banking crises, such as those in the Great Depression of the 1930s, and then half a year later, we're witnessing another bank run uh, whose contagious effects could destabilize economies, trigger recessions, and impose these high cost on taxpayers. So they're saying, hey, central bank digital currencies could be the answer to all this. And you say, well, that, may, hey, maybe that'll work, Dave. I mean, come on, we really got to think about this. No, 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 no. You don't want anything to do with this. The, the article goes on to say, banks play a double role in the economy, taking short-term deposits and, saving, and savings and then using those savings to lend money over the long term in the form of mortgages, bank lo business loans, um, and other types of investments. So a bank run occurs when enough of the depositors come to fear that a bank may go bust and take their savings with it. They all run to the bank and you've seen It's a Wonderful Life and some different things that have happened over the years. Uh, they all run to the bank to withdraw their funds, but because the bank has deployed those funds toward the other services that it provides and it's loaned out the money, then it becomes insolvent, right? So having witnessed these runs, the U.S. President Franklin, D. Franklin uh, Roosevelt's administration, followed by others around the world, created insurance schemes to alleviate depositors' fears that they would not get at least some of their money back following a run. But imagine, if, imagine if you were told a central bank digital currency could solve all this. It, a bank run would never happen again. You say, Dave, but they're not telling us this. Well, just hold on. The article goes on to say, but we now have a technological solution that could end bank runs forever. Here comes the sales pitch. A country's monetary authority could introduce a central bank digital currency, a CBDC, and provide all depositors or taxpayers, let's say, with interest-bearing accounts at the central bank. Remember, our central bank here in America is, has nothing to do with the government. It's a cabal of private bankers, okay? Keep that in mind because there's a cabal of private bankers running the economies of the world. So this is not a good thing. I don't care how much the soft sell is. They have control of the economy of the United States as we speak. The article goes on to say, such a system would eliminate many barriers to financial transactions by making the broader payment system more fluid. This system would not be anything like the wild west of cryptocurrencies. They're making cryptocurrencies out to be bad and these central banks, uh, digital currencies, uh, making them out to be the Messiah coming from at the second coming. And the speculative pyramid schemes that 
they say that cryptocurrencies have cropped up in recent years, nor would it be socialized banking. Now, now come on, you guys. When they say it's not socialized banking, what do you think it really is? Do you buy into that? There are all, they say there are already plenty of fintech companies like Revolut, Wise, uh, N26, offering sleek apps and innovative services that enable instantaneous smartphone payments to other users who bank with uh, competing operators. I mean, think about what our money's doing. We went off the gold standard back in the 70s under Nixon. The only thing really that backs our money now, it's not gold. It's the full faith and credit, credit of the government. That's what backs our money. What really is money? You, you get this uh, really nice paper that is, is a Federal Reserve note, but it's simply the only thing backing that is not, a, is not gold. It's just simply the full faith and credit in the government that the government will back that. It's called fiat money. These same financial operators could access central bank digital currency balances uh, held by the central bank and compete for customers by minimizing these transactional costs. Listen at this, and I'm, I'm quoting from the article. With an interest-bearing central bank digital currency, a bank run is impossible. You say, well, that sounds awesome. Well, it does until you know what's behind everything. They're saying the central bank digital currencies, they're selling these as the answer to all of our economic woes. Inflation will go down. No more bank runs. They'll be impossible if we had central bank digital currencies. That's the soft sales pitch. Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? It goes on to say, as the lender of last resort, the central bank, again, keep this in mind. It's a cabal of private bankers that want to control the economy of the United States. So, as the lender of last resort, the central bank could issue as much money as needed because they don't have to come up with gold. They don't have to come up with silver. All they got to do is type it in on their computer and voila, billions and billions and billions of dollars, trillions of dollars if needed will flood the economy and there will be, you know, they'll, they'll, if, if there's no more bank runs because the banks will always have tons of money because the Federal Reserve will be there just to pour money into it. And boy, that just sounds all peachy keen, doesn't it? But the central banks, they just issue much, as much money as needed if depositors wanted to withdraw their money simultaneously. No more bank runs. It's a central bank digital currency. It sounds all good and fluffy. Well, we all, the article says we already have the tools to end bank runs and ensure financial stability. All we need is the will to use them. Folks, they're pushing these central bank digital currencies, central bank digital currencies. So imagine what's going to happen in the world. Well, if we talk about the central bank digital currencies and uh, the, the global, what's the U.S. dollar? There's a, there's a lot of dynamics happening in the world, okay? There is the dollar bill, which has been the reserve currency of the world for years and years. And then you have countries that are now wanting to move off of that. And it hasn't looked too good in the past 
for some countries, i.e. maybe a Gaddafi and other people who wanted to move off of the dollar bill. And look at what's going on with Saudi Arabia maybe wanting to not trade oil in petrodollars anymore. That's all being talked about. So what, what would happen is to keep all this, to stop all this from happening, if a CBDC was implemented, established, it would be global. There wouldn't be all these different uh, currencies and things they have to mess with and bank runs and all this. They would say it's just, this is just from on high. But there's a lot of problems. There's almost a perfect storm going on in, in this global economy. Probably created, but think about this. I have a, a video clip that I want to show from Fox News that talks about the global economy really churning a perfect storm that could mean, possibly mean, now I'm not saying it's going to, but you got to think, could this be the end of the U.S. dollar moved into central bank digital currencies and how ominous would this be? Now this is a lengthy video clip, but we can get it done before the end of the hour. I think it's about a four and a half, five minute video clip, but you need to see this. Listen closely. Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin sending an ominous message to the West during their three-day summit this week. As new concerns rise, they are looking to undermine the U.S. dollar. Take a look at this. Vladimir Putin announced this week that Russia will begin using the Chinese yuan uh, to, for international payments instead of the dollar. Saudi Arabia is also in talks with Beijing to do the same thing. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, meanwhile, they are in talks uh, with Iran as well to consider an economic alliance with China in Russia. And they can even be joining the BRIC countries, which is an acronym for these countries here, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. These countries all have emerging economies. So what happens if our economy and the U.S. dollar are no longer the world's dominant currency? Former Assistant Treasury Secretary and host of the Monica Crowley podcast, Monica Crowley, is here to weigh in. Monica, great to see you this morning. Uh, let's start right there. What happens if these emerging economies move away from the U.S. dollar towards the Chinese yuan? Well, good morning, Will. It's great to be with you. And it's really hard to overstate exactly how catastrophic the abandonment of the U.S. dollar would be. Uh, as the world's uh, global reserve currency. Look, since the end of World War II, the dollar has been the safe place to go, and it's been backed up by a couple of things. It originally was backed up by gold, but President Nixon took, took us off the gold standard, so there's no hard asset backing up the dollar anymore for the last 50 years. But also it's been backed up by the strength and economic power of the United States and the fact that oil has always been traded in dollars. If that were to end, that would mean the end of the U.S. dollar. Look, th there is a perfect storm happening right now, Will. The, the world's uh, reserve currency, being that, uh, having that status, has been a real privilege. But we've abused the privilege by wholly reckless monetary and fiscal policies over many years, certainly over the last couple of years, which has really devalued the dollar. On top of that, now you do have this perfect storm of Biden's weakness, his war on American domestic energy production, the Ukraine war. And as you point out, because of all of these things, we've got America's enemies led by China forming a new economic block. And all it would take at this point now, because we're at this pivotal moment, Will, is mm -hmm. for Saudi Arabia, 
who has indicated that they're open to this to say, you know what, we're going to be open to considering other currencies to trade in oil. If that were to happen, there would be a complete implosion of the global economic system, but certainly the American economic system. And if that were to happen, you'd be looking at sky high inflation, just raging Weimar Republic kind of inflation. If you think inflation is bad now, just wait. But more importantly, we would lose our economic dominance and we would right. lose our superpower status. Uh, Monica, the world's reserve currency, you said it's a privilege for the United States, for the dollar to have been the world's currency. What, how does that relate to each individual American? How has that changed or impacted or improved our lives throughout the last several decades? Yeah, I mean, it's given the United States incredible dominance um, in, in the world in terms of the economic system and in terms of trade. It's kept prices down. Mm. So whether it's energy prices, whether it's your food prices, the, the entire global economic system is reliant on the safe and secure dollar. But that is no longer true, again, because we've been printing money like crazy and devalued right. uh, the power of the dollar and the value of the dollar. But on top of of it now again oil is the critical linchpin of this if Saudi Arabia decides to join with America's enemies here and start trading oil in different currencies that is going to undermine the entire global right. economic system and here at home you know what it's going to mean for us it's going to mean raging inflation so much worse than anything we have ever experienced well yeah. and I'll tell you they're setting it up so that they can then come to the rescue by introducing central bank digital currency Right. If they were to do that, and the United States already has a pilot program, that means the loss of your individual economic freedom, because the government will have total access and control of everything you buy and sell and the ability to turn it off like wow. that. Ominous warning. I hear you. Saudi Arabia is the tipping point. Oil trading in dollars is the tipping point um, and obvious huge consequences yeah. for our economy. Monica Crowley, thank you so much. All right, everybody. Stop the presses. Did you hear what Monica Crowley just said? If they, they want to come to the rescue, there's a perfect storm being created. People moving off of the, the, uh, the dollar as the reserve, world's reserve currency. And they say we, if this perfect storm happens, then they will come and say, hey, we've got the solution to everything. Let's just introduce this central bank digital currency and by issuing central bank digital currencies, she said they would be able to control everything you buy or sell. Now, at the beginning of the program, I read a scripture, didn't I? That everybody, the Antichrist would give everybody their own unique digital identification or a mark in their right hand or their forehead, without which you wouldn't be able to buy or sell. Folks, this central bank digital currencies is one of the number one things I'm seeing pointing us towards the mark of the beast. But also, perhaps maybe this perfect storm will lead us into World War III. Man, there's so many dynamics coming going into all this. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ part two, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. 
Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. You know, everyone, there's something I have to mention here because you understand now after what Monica Crowley said about the world, the dollar being the, the uh, global reserve currency and how important that is to the United States. It props up the United States, right? Well, there have been people that have tried to maybe move us off of that. Remember perhaps a Gaddafi that wanted to, to uh, establish a... Uh, um, go back to maybe a gold currency, and it didn't look too good for Gaddafi before it was all over with, did it? I th I mean, th th go through history. This is act this is very true. And so, what do you th what lengths do you think the United States would be willing to go to to keep this from happening? Because we don't want the United States to implode or collapse financially. So, at what lengths do you think they're willing to go to? Would they be willing to go into a World War III situation to keep this from happening? And so, but the Bible says there's a World War III coming, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21. Also, like Monica Crowley said, that they could, hack, they could come with this big solution, just what I read in China Daily earlier, that the big solution to bank runs and recessions and inflation and all of this is, and to this... Uh, global currency situation is, let's just implement central bank digital currencies globally. We won't have to worry about any of this. The, pro and that the Bank for International Settlements has said 90% of the uh, central banks around the world are looking into implementing a central bank digital currency. If they could get the currencies of the world completely digital, imagine the control a global world leader would have a, 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 and the Antichrist figure when he would usurp authority over a royal governing body and then the Bible says that they, he would use an, a global economic sanctioning system to be able to control whether you buy or sell if you don't bow down to his edicts. This is exactly what a central bank digital currency has the ability to do. You say, Dave, you are scaring me out of my mind. I, I'm not really trying to scare you. I'm telling you, just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, all of this stuff is going to be in play. When, I, when my father-in-law was alive, Irvin Baxter, when my father-in-law was alive, he passed away November of, of 2020. He and I never had a conversation 
about a central bank digital currency. So he has been gone two years and what, uh, four months? Two years and four and a half, five months? So in the last two and a half years, this thing has come to the forefront, just boom, on the world scene. Now it was talked about before then, but as far as being rolled out and this big, all these dynamics are going around about the currencies of the world and hey, this is a solution to inflation and everything else. Let's just go, we, they had talked about, we talked about cashless societies for years, but when we talk about one digital currency, and really a lot of this came about when Bitcoin and these things, when a lot of these big corporations decided, well, hey, we're going to start taking Bitcoin and some of these other cryptocurrencies as a currency and move away from the dollar. Oh man, I knew, I saw the handwriting on the wall. I knew that our government and the, or I should say our Federal Reserve was going to attack that. And that's what's going on around the world. 90% of the central banks around the world are looking into issuing a central bank digital currencies. There's a handful of nations that already have. And so the Bible says that, that for most of the world, that there will be an economic sanctioning system the Antichrist will be able to use to be able to economic sanction somebody. Imagine the, the, the ominous uh, prophecy here that would allow a global leader, and, which was the head of over this mass uh, digital system, that would say, okay, um, Dave Robbins in Dallas, Texas, he does not agree with the mindset. He's running, he's moving in a parallel society here. We do not want him there. We want him bowing and pledging allegiance to me. We don't want him talking about things he shouldn't talk about. We absolutely have to censor their radio television program and their web presence. And we can't have them talking about these things because I have a world governing body and I want, I'm going to run this the way I want. Everybody's going to bow down to my edicts. So, I'm going to economic sanction, economically sanction Dave Robbins in Dallas, Texas and not allow him to buy or sell because he will not bow down to my edicts. Now that's what's coming for most of the world. You say, how in the world are we going to function under this? I mean, that's more than the pre-post-trib uh, conversation or any of that anymore. Most of the emails and things that I get now are about money. How are we going to make it through the end time? What, Dave, what do I invest in? Do I buy gold? Do I, do I get a bunch of dollar bills and stick them under my mattress? How are we going to make it through the end time? Well, in the, in the last break, I believe the Bible gives us the answer to that. And you say, oh man, Dave's going to give us the next big investment that we can uh, put our money into to make it through the end time. No, nope, it's not going to happen. Well, Dave's going to give us uh, this great stock tip and, and or he, you know, there's this person to call that's got the answer that will help us make it through the end time financially. I don't have the answer to that. I know one who does. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that in the last segment here. Right after the break, we're going to go to some scriptures and I'm going to show you what the Bible talks about the times just ahead and how to get through that. And uh, it's very eye-opening. And we need to talk about that stuff. Now, 
if I'm doing something, because I know a lot of people are so interested in money, and, and I understand it. We've got to have money to live, and you've got to eat. And I, I, I get that. I'm living in the same life you are. However, if I, in, as we move along, I'm willing to tell you things that I'm doing. But I'm never going to come on the air and say, here's what you should do. I'm, I am not a financial advisor. And so I'm, I, I'm, I'm never going to advise people financially. My father-in-law stayed away from that like the plague. And he, and he drilled that into us. Dave, we cannot deal with people's finances. They've got to make their own decisions. We can educate them and do different things, but we cannot do that. And I, I don't believe any man of God should be, you know, I mean, people can do what they want. I should say like that. But... I'm not a financial advisor. Just like when we went through the pandemic and everybody wanted to know, Dave, should we take the, pan the, the vaccine? That's your decision. I can, I can tell you what I'm doing and what I will or won't do. And, and um, I, I've got to be very careful as we go through the end time how we advise people. I'm willing to tell you what we're doing. But I will never say, here's what you should do. God, thus saith the Lord, do this. That's not going to happen. I know people that are advising people already that you should get some farmland and you should start raising chickens and start growing this. And, you know, and that, I'm not saying don't do that. But I'm saying the Bible gives us the answers for these things. And we're going to go through that in the, in the, the last portion here. But... Prior to that, up until, up until the, the next break here, these, a little bit more on the central bank digital currencies because we're going to, you know, unless we have enough governors that just completely shut this thing down in America, we might have to deal with it somewhat. We'll see. But the central bank digital currencies, it, it's, it's the dark, really a dark future of money and payments. And think about a world of financial control. On um, October... Back in October of 2022, the party of, of um, CAG, the finance minister of the Netherlands, they submitted a new set of design uh, uh, of, of uh, regulations and different things, legislation designed to stop illegal money laundering. The new laws, which the monitoring of all payments from the, the hundreds of euros up, opened the door to unprecedented mass surveillance. In, in the United States, um, President Biden is seeking a similar legislation to reduce the banking reporting, re reporting limit from $10,000 to just $600. And now think about this, you guys. M most of you have probably went through this. But it, let's say I had $10,000 in the bank or, or $20,000, $30,000. Go try to draw all that out right now. You're going to have to fill out all kinds of paperwork, and, but it's your money. You wrote a check for it, or over the years you saved up $30,000, but go try to draw that money out right now. Or have a, a, a parent that wants to give you $25,000. They want to, you know, just help you out. I want to give you $25,000. You've got you to jump through a million hoops. It, this is, it's crazy. Um, Thomas Honig, uh, he's a former Kansas City Fed president. 
he called for the, the policy, this policy, a dangerous trap being laid for the middle class, saying that it's a massive uh, search without a search and warrant. These, the, the central bank digital currencies and stuff. C- central bank uh, digital currencies are, the, just think about government-owned, government-controlled. I, I mentioned it before. Who, who owns the money? When a, when a uh, Justin Trudeau can cut off somebody's access to their bank account, to people who were opposing the vaccine, or I don't care what it is, that the, the government would have the ability to cut off somebody's bank account? Do you really own your money? Do you really own your property? Don't pay your taxes and find out what happens. So, again, you say, Dave, you're scaring me to death. I I, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, I, I know what I'm going to do. Because you know why? Not scared of this. Not scared a bit. I know the one who's in control of all of this. You say, oh, here we go. Dave's going to talk about God. (laughs) Are you, is there another answer? Who else do you put your trust in? Are you trusting the government? Hey, maybe, maybe you're sitting there scratching your head saying, maybe this central bank digital currency will be a good thing. It's going to be a horrible thing. We don't want this in America. This sounds like something that China would do, that China's doing. But there is an answer to this. How are we going to make it through the end time? I know a lot of people in the banking industry and the government and all these governors and things like that, a lot of them aren't even thinking about the spiritual aspect of all of this. A lot of people, God is not even in the equation. When I start talking about central bank digital currencies, and we have to talk about them, a lot of people just get scared out of their mind. But if you understand that there is a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills that can sustain you, then you've got to understand that it will set your mind at ease through the times just ahead. You say, well, but what about the Antichrist and what about this, that, and the other? I understand. But the Antichrist needs to be worried about the church because there's two kingdoms being created here. And again, I knew I was going to be bumping up against a break here, but I want you to understand, I'm getting ready to write an article about this in our next, in one of the mags coming up. Two kingdoms. What are the two kingdoms that are being created on the earth? This is really what this is all about. And we're going to talk about it when we get I've back from the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. 
Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You guys, this is how we're going to live throughout the end time. We're going to trust God. We are absolutely going to trust God. Just like God took the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage and led them through the Red Sea on dry ground. Do you think that same God um, is on vacation right now and is going to be on vacation throughout the end time? No, He's not. He's going to be right here with us walking through all that. You say, yeah, but there's all kinds of, uh, there's going to be death and destruction and chaos. Mm, there, yeah, there will be in some places of the world, yeah. The Antichrist is not going to squish every person on the earth like a bug. And so I want to talk to you about trusting and hope and faith and, and, and money and possessions in the end time. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 34. And I'm going to, to come from the New Living Translation. You say, oh, right now I'm going to turn the channel because Dave's not in the King James Version. Look, 99.9% .9 of everything we do is King James Version. So just hold on. But this gives a, a little different definition here. It doesn't, go, it doesn't go off the rails. But I want you to just hear this. Matthew 6, 19-34, the New Living Translation. It teaches about money and possessions. This is one of the biggest questions I'm getting right now. So, very important. Don't, sto don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. This doesn't mean don't have any savings, but it's just saying if, if all you're trying to do in your whole life is just store up money, you need to kind of think about that because, hey, we're trying to build God's kingdom, right? You need to sow into that. You need to understand the principles of giving. Verse 20, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be. Okay? So, if your desire is in the kingdom of God and you're seeking God's face and you want to evangelize the world, then you will give to causes that are reaching the world. Wherever your, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Okay? But you say, well, Dave, I, you know, where are you getting all this? The Bible. It goes on to say, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. So this is all in your perspective. How do I see things? Your eye, your perception is like a lamp that provides light for your whole body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. So when your perspective is right, as in the end time, when my perspective is right, my whole body is filled with light. I know what to do. I know who's helping me. I know who's leading and guiding me. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. If you've got the wrong perspective, ooh, that's not going to look too great for you throughout the end time, right? That's why the truth. The Bible says, Your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. 
So I've got to have the right perspective. The, the Bible helps us to have that. The Bible says, and if the light you think you have is actual darkness, then how deep that darkness is. The Bible says, no one can serve two masters. For you will hate one, love the other, you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. And then it says, you cannot serve God and, King James Version says, and mammon, New Living Translation says, you cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You say, but we got to have money to eat. I understand that. But some people are enslaved to their money. You want to know how not to be enslaved to your money? Give some away. You say, I don't understand that principle. Listen to me. I understand the, the Bible says, whatever you sow, that will you also reap. I just read it. Wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. Give and it shall be given unto you. There's a law that you cannot break. You cannot outgive God. I heard my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, say that a thousand times growing up. You can't outgive God. And I saw him give and give and give and sow into the kingdom of God. And guess what? When I spoke at his funeral, I talked about him being a giver and, and sowing into the kingdom of God and that someday I wanted to go to be where he's at. I saw him give and sow into the kingdom of God and support missionaries and support the church and support end time and just, he gave and gave and gave. But he never outgave God. God always gave it back, gave it back, gave it back. And that's the way end time got to where it's at now. It wasn't because we were smarter than everybody else or more spiritual than anybody else. It's because we gave, 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 and God blessed us. God is the factor in all of this. If you take God out of the equation, you're stuck. You are stuck. But when, God's in, God, when God is the equation, then you've got hope and f something to have hope in, something to have trust in, something to put your faith in. God. Bible goes on to say that is why you can't, you, no one can serve God and be enslaved to money. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. This is verse 25 in Matthew 6. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns uh, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add to a single moment of your life? Think about that. A lot of people just worry out of their mind. Worrying does, does nothing. You can't add one moment to your life by worrying. Verse 28, and why worry about your life? And why, look, and why worry? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He'll certainly care for you. The Bible says, why do you have so little faith? Do you think God doesn't own the cattle on a thousand hills? I assure you that He does. Verse 31, so don't worry about these things. The Bible says, this is, this is Jesus talking. Don't worry about these things. 
You say, well, I'm just going to sit back on the couch and God will put tons of money in my bank. No, you've got to do the best you can. But if you do the best you can and you come up short, God will fill the gap and add some to it. Okay? But there's a, there's a caveat here and we're going to get to that. Don't worry about these things. About verse 31 says, what will we eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Ooh, ooh, I got to swallow hard on that one. These things, what are we going to do throughout the end time, Dave? I'm just scared. How am I going to? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with questioning those things. I'm questioning some of these things myself. But not because I don't trust God. I'm the type of person that wants step 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. God doesn't work like that. So the Bible says these dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. I'm just going to have faith in God. But the Bible says, but your heavenly Father already knows you have these needs. But it says this. This is very key. How are we going to do all this stuff? Verse 33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else. King James Version says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Jesus said, Seek ye the kingdom of God above all else. Then he says this. Here's the key. Seek ye first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. You say, well, Dave, you should have just skipped that one part. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, but I want to live any way I want. I don't really want to align my life up to the Bible. Well, then you're going to have a problem. I've got a lot of people asking me, Dave, what, what, what about money? I'm so concerned about money, 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 money. And my question to them is, uh, are you born again? Have you made your, or do you got the main thing, the main thing? Have you settled the number one issue? Are you prepared to meet the Lord should something happen tonight? Where, let's, let's talk about that issue. I know the money issue is going to come up because I'm asking, I ask the same questions, you guys. But also, I have to make sure, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and live righteously. How righteous are we living? Is there something you ever read in the Bible that, that you thought, Ugh, I don't really want to yield up that. I mean, I, I want to do that. And God's talked to me about it before, but I don't really want to stop doing that, even though it's diametrically opposed to the Bible. So I want to... I want to continue doing what I want to do, but I want God to bless me and rain showers of blessings and all this on me. And, but Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. Verse 34, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now, don't we have precedence for these things? Do, do you remember when God fed the children of Israel manna and quail in the Old Testament? And He says, hey, go out and get enough manna just for today. Don't get tomorrow's. You go out every morning and you get manna for today. That's how we're going to live our lives. Every day I'm going to have a daily prayer life. I'm going to have a walk with God. I'm going to study the Word of God and I'm going to trust God for today. You say, but no, Dave, I want to know about six years down the road. I wish I had the answers to six years down the road. I know the prophecies that are coming. 
And I'm asking God to help me lead and guide people. But I can only do what God tells me to do. And God's telling me, make sure you're right today, Dave. I'll take care of tomorrow. You make sure you're right today. And I'm saying, oh, he, he's saying, Dave, I, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Trust me, Dave. Trust me. Many times God will not show us way down the road. He has shown us the prophecies. And we do have visions of what we're going to do in Israel. A lot of different things are going to happen. But sometimes in between here and there, God wants us to walk day by day by day. You say, well, I'm afraid of this central bank digital currency. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. How do we do that? When you trust in God, the Bible says, For we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. All things are working together for your good if you're serving the Lord. All things. You say, but Dave, what about this and that? I didn't say you wouldn't get a flat tire or your hot water heater wouldn't go out. Or That happens to, that's just life. But I'm talking about if you will submit your will to God's will and let Him lead and guide you throughout this end time and put your trust in Him and don't waver on that. God will lead and guide us through these times just ahead. We're all going to go through it together. That's why it's important that you guys stay with us for this ride that we're all on, right? <laughs> because we're all on the same ride here. We're all, we're all trusting God and loving God and we need Him to lead and guide us. And so thank you all. We love you guys. We, 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 we thank you for following us and for being uh, supportive of us and in all of our efforts to reach the world and our Jerusalem Prophecy College and the radio, television, the magazine, the DVDs, all that stuff we put out, the magazine. We're teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world and we're trusting God all the way throughout the end time. God bless.